Why love? For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whomever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Again I ask, so why love? Well, before Jesus went to the cross, he even went out and said, A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another just as I have loved you. You also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another. And with asking that and looking in the world today, do we have love? I hear and I've seen a lot of things thrown around about skin color. Is there love in skin color? No. Skin color means nothing when it comes to love. Jesus created everyone. He didn't he wouldn't have made it's not like he went around and made oh well the African Americans I don't like and the whites I like or vice versa. Jesus himself was a Middle East was a Middle Eastern descent out of Israel. If you want to know what Jesus looked like, you go look at a young Jewish man. He wasn't white like everyone wants to make him out to be and say. Now, with that, do you is love how smart you are? No. You're, you still love people whether they're as smart as a rock or Albert Einstein. It doesn't matter. Love does not matter on how smart you are and I know sometimes it's hard to love people it's especially for the new believers it's hard but rest assured there was a man that came down thousands of years ago and died on the cross that went that was went through the exact same things we did that was perfect and committed no sin and to go with that skin color it's to to look back into John in the book of John when John, when Jesus was at the well with the Samaritan woman and the disciples had just left and Jesus said to give me a drink and she said for you, that you are a Jewish man ask for a drink from me a Samaritan woman for Jews had no dealings with Samaritans. But then Jesus looked and answered, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that you are saying this to, give me a drink and you would have given it and you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said, Sir, you have nothing to draw water with. And the well is deep. Where do you get this living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob? He gave us this well and drank from it himself. As did his sons and his livestock. Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. But whomever drinks of the water that I will give him will never be thirsty again. And the water that I will give him will become 
in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. And reading that, it makes you wonder now, where's that at? Where are we at with that? Do we go out of our way to talk to people that maybe we don't know? Someone just off the street? And do we share? Do we declare? Do we declare that daily? Just like as in... in John 1 John 3.13 By this you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh and is from God, and every spirit that does not confess is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist which you have heard was, was coming and is now in the world already. And when you hear that and you look and you see how many people scoff and make the nasty remarks and say things and talk down to the to the church. And with this COVID and the shutdown, I've seen a lot more people lashing out saying about how foolish people are and oh well that's not gonna do anything. That's the cause of these problems. That's the and I will tell you right now that those people are exactly what this verse says. That they are to have the spirit of the Antichrist, that they are not understanding what they are saying. And until someone opens their eyes up and shows them, and if they're actually at all willing to learn, that that is not true. A church is the most important thing on this planet. Why? And it's not because, oh, well, God lives there. Because God also says, I do not live. I do not. People rest their heads, but but the Son of God has no place to rest his head. So it's not that, oh, well, the church is. That's where where we have to go because that's where God is. God is everywhere in this world. He's with you while you sleep. He's with you while you're up, while you're driving, while you're riding in the back seat. While you're on the bus, while you're at work, at school, out and out hunting, he does not just pick and choose where he's at. He's there all the time and everywhere, everywhere that you need him. Even where you don't need him, he's still there. And for people to say, and this is where it's, Wherein I'm going to be making more videos soon about the end times and and different uh, videos along the lines of those. Or different uh, podcasts, I should say. is It says in the end times of how, how vastly persecuted you will be for following Christ. And looking at it, I mean, over in China, you, you go to jail for owning a Bible. You go to jail for speaking about God. Churches aren't allowed to be opened. In 
in the Middle East, you there was churches while everything was going on a couple years back being chained up from the ins outside, and people burning it down, and people hundreds of people dying on the insides of these churches in the Middle East. And I ask, is that love? No. For wickedness has no love. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. And just because you say that you're a Christian, or because you want to become a Christian, doesn't mean that you just, oh, well, I'm just going to love my new, my new brothers and sisters in Christ. No. That's not right. That's not it. You still love unbelievers. You still love the ones who don't follow yet. Because then that gives you an outreach to be able to go and find them and bring them to Christ too. If you just shut off and go, oh, well, I'm not going to listen to them. I'm not talking to them. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. What's the, what's the purpose? I mean, unbelievers love one another. And hate Christ. So what's the difference? And. While. Even when. Back when Jesus was around. He was walking. He was walking into synagogues. And preaching. And people were wanting to stone him. And kill him. Which eventually they ended up. Because he had to go up under that cross. To suffer for all of us. But. Or even how. How I've heard and I've had people, I've talked with people and they've said about people that choose lives, lives of sin like uh, homosexuality and drugs and other other walks of life that are not acceptable in God's eyes. That they say, oh, well, I hate them. Oh, well, they're, they're gross or oh, well, this or oh, well, that. You know what? You don't hate them. They're still people. They're still made in God's image. You love the sinner, not the sin. So you love the person, but whatever their actions are that you don't agree with, that are biblically you don't agree with. Don't try to bind it with something how you don't agree with how someone lives, and it's not something that's not in this in this book. Don't try to condemn things that aren't in this book and try to bring it back to what I just said. It, whatever is not agreed with in this book is what you do not what you condemn. It's just like, oh well just because my neighbor doesn't makes it okay. No. If it's if it says no in this book, it is black and white. It is black and white white and black, white and red I should say. <laughs> For the red words of where Jesus spoke. And if it's not in this book. It does, and if it says it is wrong. Then it is wrong. There's no oh well. It's okay on Friday or it's okay on Sunday. No it's it's wrong. It's wrong all the time. It's wrong morally. It's wrong outside the body. And where it looks to where it. And where this comes to is John, First John, 
chapter 5, verses 2 to 4. By this we know that we love the children of God. When we love God and obey his commandments, for this is the love of God, and that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome. And with that, it's... It doesn't weigh you down just because you have to, oh, well, with the... If it's the sexual immorality, oh, well, that really bothers me because now I can't do what I was going to do tonight. Or, oh, well, the drink, the the drugs and alcohol and uh, and the cheating on and hopefully that's not that 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 if that is the case to pray and to search for answers to answer those cuz that's not you're not set up to fail this book People look at the book of the Bible and say, "Oh, well, it's a it's a rule book. It's this. It's that. It's it's it, I'm gonna that I'm gonna fail. I'm gonna do this. That and people get the wrong understanding that the Bible is a is a rule book that you have to follow. The Bible is not a rule book. It's a love story between God and man, and that He so loved the world that He came down and died on a cross." And that it's not a rule book as much as it is a guide to living right. For love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is fulfilling the law. Again, love does, this is Romans chapter 13 verse 10. Love does no wrong to a neighbor, therefore love is fulfilling the law. That when Jesus left saying to love your neighbor as yourself. That those are. That that is the biggest. Of all is just. Is to love. And right now the world's hurting. For love all corners of the globe. There's not. There's nowhere where. Love can't be need, That love is not needed. It's. It's sickening. It's that we're very lucky to be able to have that we were created by Jesus and a mate and a Lord and Savior that cares so much about his creations that he cares that much. And just with that, with going back to Romans, where it said, Love does no harm to a neighbor. That goes perfectly into the John chapter or first John chapter four verse eight where wherever whoever does not love does not know God. Those verses I'm telling you are like a puzzle or puzzle pieces that just fit together perfectly. That where would we be without love? If you take love away when you take love away from this world it would burn out within a day it would burn out within an hour because love combats depression it combats sickness it combats disease it combats mental the mental state without love you just have chaos and destruction
if love is God and God is love, then that is what we need. We need to stop the fighting. We need to hit our knees and pray more, worry less, and love. Whether your neighbor hates you, and that's another, that's a, that's one that I know hurt, that a lot of people have trouble with, is loving one another. With that aspect is that if someone's not a believer, and whatever happened that, let's say you got off on a bad, you're off on a bad foot with a neighbor, you just move there and they don't like you, that being nice to them, loving them, showing them that you care. Even if they're, if they're not a believer, just loving them and showing them God's love and God's presence is with you. And if they don't like it, well, that's fine. But the Lord has a way of changing and forming hurts. And love can break that ice-cold grip to be able to let love rush in like water through a broken dam. Because just because there's hate for a period does not mean that that is the end-all, be-all. It's just like when you look back in the Bible at Paul, which was Saul. Saul was sent out to go and kill, to bring back and persecute the early disciples in the early church. And on his way out, to Damascus, he was, it's Damascus, that's not, if I'm not mistaken, let me just check that. Yes, Damascus, that even though he went out to Damascus and was going to to bring some of the disciples back in chains and bound there was a bright light out of heaven and in the Hebrew language said Saul Saul why are you persecuting me and it is hard for you to kick against the the grounds and I said who are you Lord and the Lord said I am Jesus whom you are persecuting but rise and stand upon your feet, for I have appeared to you for this purpose, to appoint you as a servant and witness to things in which you have been, have seen me, and to those in which I will appear to and deliver you from your people and from the Gentiles, to whom I am sending you to open your, their eyes so that they may turn from the darkness to the light and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness for their sins and place among those who are sanctified by faith in me. And just with those, with how that, that we... The pe- people just think, oh well, if I if I mess up once, I'm done. That I'm I'm as good as dead. That there, there's no forgiveness. There's always forgiveness 
he is waiting for you, and this is how he's how much of a loving father Jesus Christ is that he is waiting for you as soon as you commit wrong if you commit wrong, if you lie, if you steal, if you cheat, even if you go in and, and something as crazy as something as murder happens, he is waiting for you, even though he hate he hates the innocent bloodshed, he does not hate you. He is willing for you to just turn around and say, Hey, please forgive me for my sins. Or please, I, I need forgiveness. And it's done. It's people that have the hard time with forgiving. And what people say and what people do means nothing to them. They have been trying to get rid of God for centuries. And I, <laughs> it's funny when you see because it has their their uh, their goal of getting rid of God hasn't gone so well because it isn't going to happen. And even when when you are forgiven, you need to turn, look, lift your head back up, look straight and narrow, and follow it. That not to be making the same mistake over and over and over again. That yes, it is still forgivable. It is still forgiven. But. There needs to be. A. Look to do better. To walk that straight and narrow. For the path of righteousness is straight. And the gate is narrow. But the the gates to hell are broad. And many will find it. Like, it's just, it's, even with that said, with as much as people, people don't want to believe that the people that do and do come are, you see the love just soak, they soak it up, and as soon as they are saved, you see it just pour out of them, the happiness the love for one another, the brother and sister when they get up and the hug, the hugs that they have and that, that everyone has when they see it. And that's just for being saved. That's not for, yes, yes, Christianity's hard. Yes, it's, it's not easy. Anyone that says that is, is a liar. Yes, it's not it's not easy because you don't get to live by the world's guidelines and the or the world's the sexual morality and the the sinful desires. But to live in a Christian lifestyle will pay off a million times over in this life and the next. Even if you don't become rich and famous and have a million dollars like how how some people have been blessed to because some people are poor but you see the people that are poor with Jesus are happier and live better than the ones that are rich and don't know Jesus the rich billionaires that have that don't have Jesus you don't see them near as happy and as truthfully happy as you do with these people that are in lower income housing that have Jesus. The smile, the vibrance of their being, 
of their personality is tenfold. And money's not everything. Yes, money, money can buy whatever, money can buy can buy you anything you want. But ask answer think on this question till the next till the next podcast. When I die, what am I taking? What will mean the most to me when I die? That I had a pile of money and I was known as a rich man with that cared about his possessions or a somebody that wore the same shoes till they were worn out but everyone loved him. They cherished him. And it's not just, oh well, the family members that are going to get this great inheritance. Think on that. And with that being said, I'd like to end this off with a prayer. Dear Heavenly Father that is in heaven, thank you for today. And thank you for the ability to go out into the world and to serve you and to serve the people around me. That even though I go through my own ups and downs, I am still able to get back up, look and know that I am loved and I am cared for. That even though that people form things against me and say things that are not true, I know that it will not come to that there will be no wrong done to me that you do not see and that every wrong will be made right. And even though I may not be the most popular person or my friends or my social group, I still have the blessing of the Lord over me and that he is watching me and that I'm a bright light in my friends group and in my social groups and that thank you for working through me to bring my friends and loved ones and people even that I don't know to you and thank you for working through me to show your love and kindness and that I wouldn't be where I am without you today thank you for showing me what paths to take and in this I pray Amen. Well, guys, that's all for tonight, or for today. I will see you in the next podcast. Bye.